Discover the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. It's time for Smart Simple Wealth. Thanks for joining us again on Smart Simple Wealth. Walter Storholt here alongside Carrie Qureshi. And both of our stomachs are rumbling as we begin today's podcast. We started talking about how hungry we were for lunch as we're recording today's episode. And then we started talking about barbecue for like 30 minutes. You're, you're going to try a new place in town. Is that right, Carrie? We are. There's a new barbecue place in town. It's supposed to be Memphis-style barbecue. My husband and I are huge barbecue fans. I think when we lived in Texas, he had the little booklet of the best barbecue places in Texas, and he would check every, like his goal was to check every one of those off. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, we've been chatting about barbecue, and we're looking forward to, to getting us some lunch here. Some people need to, uh, you know, go see every baseball stadium in America or all the SEC football schools. They want to see a game in each stadium at least once. Now, you guys just go check out barbecue places everywhere, right? Right. Yep. That's his thing. Our things are uh, oysters. We go check out, like, you know, wherever we go, we see, you know, who's got cool oysters. It's more of a coastal thing, I suppose, but that's sort right. of that's yep. the fun thing we like to do in different places. Well, we've got a great show on the way for today's program. We're going to answer a question a little bit later on in the mailbag section from Blair in Dallas. Blair's going to have a question about 401ks and being in lower tax bracket in retirement. So we'll dive into the nitty and gritty of her question. And we're going to kick things off today by talking a little bit more in depth about protecting your business assets. So we talk a lot about protecting your personal assets on the show, but today, Carrie, we want to tackle business assets. Why is this such an important topic? Well, it's an important topic because we work with so many small business owners and a lot of times, I mean, they've worked their entire life, you know, to build this successful business. And that's what is supporting their family, you know, the income and then just the, you know, the legacy aspect, being able to, you know, want to pass that on to their kids one day. And, and the problem is they're so busy working in the business that they don't really give a lot of thought to asset protection until it's too late. So until something happens in the business, somebody files a lawsuit, maybe they are getting ready to go through a divorce or, you know, a creditor comes mm. after them. And so we really want to take the time to plan these things out because there's there's more we can do beforehand and there's really not a lot of planning you can do after an event. So it's really important to be looking at these asset protection strategies now versus later. As with everything, if you address it before it happens, you're going to be better prepared for when those things do occur. And in fact, I remember seeing the National Federation of Independent Business said that small businesses make excellent targets for frivolous lawsuits because they will usually settle out of court rather than spend what it takes to go to trial. And so it's estimated that the average number of times a business is sued over the lifetime of its owner is five times. That shocks me, Carrie, to read something yeah, like that. That's kind of wild. That's scary. I mean, that's the average. And if you that's are even if you're on good behavior, business. <laughs> yeah, if you're an accessible business, and people know that you're making money, you know, the number of lawsuits will go up from there. I mean, I think even Donald Trump has that famous quote that, you know, you're, you're not anybody until you've been sued. <laughs> <laughs> he, he certainly um, wears it like a badge of honor, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, this is really important, because you don't want to have that target on your back as a small business owner. You don't want your insurance to have to pay that. But the problem is when a lawsuit comes along, most people don't want to fight it. They know to 
pay attorneys thousands of dollars in fees. They may or may not win. Sometimes they do feel like settling. But if they've put the proper asset protection strategies in place, we can deter those people from even filing a lawsuit. If they do their homework and realize that they're not going to be able to touch any of your assets, even if they did get a judgment, that's what we want for our our business owners. Okay. So that's why Carrie has put together five tips for small businesses to protect your assets. So we'll walk you through the five tips on today's show. First one you've put on the list here, Carrie, is to not hide those assets. So don't don't try and be sneaky. <laughs> right, because you're going to get caught. So if you do get sued, you're going to have to tell the court everything you own. If you try to be sneaky and hide those, you know, you're committing perjury. You're going to face different penalties because they will find out. And so, like I said, Earlier, it's better to have a good asset protection plan in place. And so we can disclose those assets, but then come back and say, judge, those aren't applicable because of X, Y, and Z. You know, we can't touch them because they're in this type of trust or, you know, the business owner doesn't have direct access. So it's a lot easier to have that asset protection strategy in place than to try to hide those assets. That's a great point. So don't hide those assets. That'd be kind of rule number one or tip number one here for small business owners. Number two on the list, don't transfer assets to family or friends. That's kind of like an extension of hiding the assets, right? Right, right. And this is transferring them, you know, say after, you know, you were sued. And so first of all, transferring those, the judge would see that and say, well, that's a fraudulent conveyance or a fraudulent transfer and pull those back in. But the second problem is, you know, they may have bigger problems than you do. And so if you're transferring those assets to, you know, a person that you really don't know, they could have creditors coming after them and you you could lose them those assets anyways. And so there's definitely better ways. Yeah, there's definitely better ways to handle that. Okay. So don't hide your assets. Don't transfer assets to family or friends. Again, these aren't blanket statements that apply 100% of your life. We're talking about after an issue might arise when it comes to your, uh, you know, a, a law issue arises. You don't react by then doing these things. Also on the list, don't put assets in a spouse's or child's name. Right. And this one's a little bit different. This is saying don't put assets in a spouse's or a child's name before the lawsuit. Because sometimes if you say, if I'm the business owner, my spouse has nothing to do with the business. You know, let me just put, you know, some of our assets in his name or my child's name. Again, putting it in a spouse's name, depending on where you live, if you're in Texas in a community property state, it could still be considered your asset, even though it's in your spouse's name. But also, you know, your spouse's assets will always be looked at closely in a lawsuit. And so that, again, is just not a good strategy to rely on. Bottom line, the assets are going to be found in one way, shape or form. So quit trying to hide them and move them around and transfer them. Deal with the problem head on. Absolutely. Yeah. And that kind of leads us to the fourth tip is just follow the law. Tax evasion, fraudulent conveyances, those are crimes. And so you're going to get in deeper water by trying to do those things. And so there's a lot of legal ways to protect your assets. And so you just, you don't want to get sucked into, you know, a seriously risky business um, that could actually put you in jail or, you know, subject you to huge fines. It's a great point too. So follow the law, follow the rules, and that'll keep you kind of on the straight and narrow. Now, we also have tip number five here. The last one is to put assets in a protected entity. 
Right. And I think that's the most important tip of all, because at the bare minimum, your businesses and all of your real estate, other than, you know, your primary residence, need to be put into an LLC or an S corporation. Because doing that, you're going to protect your personal assets from the activities of the business. And you always want to treat your business as a business and your personal assets as your personal assets. You don't want to commingle the two. There needs to be a very clear line on, you know, the business assets. So that's usually our first step is setting up that type of protected entity. And it definitely doesn't count. Um, Some people we say, well, I have a sole proprietorship. That's not a legal entity. We need a legal entity formed with the state. That's normally an LLC or some type of corporation. That's a real uh, dot the I, cross the T kind of thing, especially for sole proprietors to realize there's kind of an extra step they can take for that protection. Right. Yeah. Because the sole proprietorship isn't a legal entity. So it's one thing if we're protecting from, I guess, you know, I'm thinking like a competitor business suing me or something like that. But what about protecting businesses from, you know, your other activities, like maybe divorce or or bankruptcy? And and then you mentioned creditors early, too. That would be another form, I suppose. Right. And, you know, for that kind of asset protection, we do have to do some additional planning. Just having an LLC or a corporation alone isn't really going to protect you from a divorce or, or, or all creditors. And so really... I think when you talk about that type of asset protection, a lot of people think about offshore, you know, asset protection trusts, which it used to be very popular, but it really, you know, offshore trusts have some big issues. And so when we're talking about an asset protection trust, all of ours are done onshore within the U.S., which makes them very legal when we're presenting them to the judge, you know, that we're showing them, you know, here's what we have. And it's not only going to protect your assets from a divorce or a creditor, as long as it's set up correctly, it's also saving a lot of our clients big money on estate taxes for future generations. And so that's a huge benefit. All these things sound like great steps to take, certainly. And they're simple. Some of these are just mistakes to avoid. Again, don't transfer assets to family or friends. Don't put it in uh, a spouse's or a child's name. Don't hide your assets in any way. Follow the law and put your assets into a protected entity. All great steps that you can take to make sure that you're avoiding mistakes in this realm and protecting small business interests. Great to hear this information, Carrie. If somebody wants to learn a little bit more about these moving parts as it relates to them, not only in their, you know, we often talk about life planning, financial and legal planning all wrapped in together, but here we've kind of added another level to that as well, right? The small business planning as well. If people want to learn more about integrating all those things together, what's the best resource for them to tap into? Well, they can go to our website, which is www.kureshilaw.com, or they can give us a call at 870-275-4304 if they have a specific question. But for people that are just really interested in learning more about how to integrate all these moving parts from their you know, financial and legal life, they can request our wealth planning toolkit. This is a free toolkit. We ship it to your home or your office. And it has a lot of free books that I've written or co-authored with other professionals. It has free reports really on how you can protect your loved ones, build your wealth and, and create a lasting legacy. And so I think that's the first place, you know, a good place to start. Absolutely. If you want to get that free wealth protection toolkit, all you have to do is go to KureshiLaw.com. That's KureshiLaw.com. And of course, we'll put a link in the description of today's show where you can get that free wealth protection toolkit as well. Lots of goodies and information packed into that toolkit. And again, it's free. Just go to KureshiLaw.com or click on the link in today's description. Well, there you have it. Five tips for small business owners to protect your assets. 
If you're a small business owner, make sure you're doing and thinking about those kinds of things. Time to get to know Carrie just a little bit better on today's podcast. It's getting to know you time. So my question for you this week, Harry, as we enjoy this getting to know you segment each and every week, we have it on the program here. Who's the best cook? We talked about barbecue a little bit earlier going out to the restaurant. <laughs> but who's the best cook that you know? Is it the person at the uh, oh. is it some chef at a restaurant or is someone personal? <laughs> no, no. I mean, we're, we're talking a lot about food today I know. for some reason. Well, we could just talk about food <laughs> um, every podcast probably. Right. No, that I could. But, you know, the best cook to me is, is my mom. I would consider her the Paula Dean of Arkansas. She's one of those great fried chicken, homemade mashed potatoes. When she makes a dessert, I mean, she'll make the homemade pie crust. There's really nothing that she can't cook. It may have a few extra slices of, of butter and heavy cream in it, but it's going to taste really good, Walter. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, Emerald has the bam, right? Bam! Your mom mm-hmm. has the, uh, and we're just going to throw another stick of butter in here. And, uh, and the mm-hmm. whole crowd goes, ooh, yes, yes, more butter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ex- exactly. So, yeah, she's definitely the best cook. Unfortunately, nice. I did not inherit her cooking skills. I can manage now that I'm a little bit older, but I'll never be able to live up to her her standards. No, that's, uh, it skips a generation. I think that's what they say, so... Maybe there'll be hope for the grandkids to uh, one day follow in her yeah. footsteps. He actually, he loves cooking with her. So there oh, you really? go. Okay. Maybe that's what's so, happened. See? Yeah. They say the same thing with art, that it skips a generation. So my dad is an amazing artist, and I can't even draw a straight line in a stick figure. So um, <laughs> maybe my kids will be, you know, really good artists or something like that. So mm-hmm. we'll just have to see how it turns out. Well, there you go. Best cook you know. Good old mom. I think we could have probably predicted that one. More coming up on today's edition of the Smart Simple Wealth Podcast. In fact, it's time to answer one of your questions. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. Here on the mailbag, this week's question comes to us from Blair in Dallas. By the way, if you want to submit a question, just look for the contact button on the QureshiLaw.com website. I was always told that I'd be in a lower tax bracket in retirement, says Blair, and that I should be putting as much money into my 401k as possible. Now I'm retired and I'm not in a lower tax bracket and all my savings are going to be taxed as ordinary income. What went wrong here? Mm, uh, Good question. Unfortunately, this is a really common issue. I think the biggest problem is that we really don't know what will happen with taxes in the future, right? And so there's always been this general assumption that taxes will be lower in retirement than in your earning years. But, you know, just like Blair discussed, that's not always true. Um, We see a lot of business owners, higher earners, um, usually in a higher tax bracket when they retire. And then you also have the risk that the tax rates will go up. And so ideally, you know, you want to analyze your specific circumstances in your earning years before you retire. And you want to create different buckets of money. And so when you talk about buckets, we want to have a tax later bucket. We want to have a tax now bucket. And then we want to have a tax free bucket. And that way, when you are in retirement, you can't really, you know, change your tax rate. We have different buckets to pull out of depending on your tax bracket. So we can manipulate, you know, the taxes. We we're under a little bit more control. And so I think that that's a really good strategy for a lot of people to employ that have these same concerns. 
Yeah, it's a really good question, I think, to ask there, Blair, because it's it is one of those major assumptions. If we did a podcast on the major assumptions of the financial world, this would certainly be one of them, right, Carrie? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So great question to ask. And again, this all ties in together, the financial, the legal side, life planning, the business side. Again, if you want to get Carrie's Family Wealth Protection Toolkit, it's absolutely free. Has lots of great information in there about properly planning for your financial future, incorporating all of these elements into it. If you want to get that, check the description of today's show in the app that you're using to listen to the program or go to the website, QureshiLaw.com. That's QureshiLaw.com. Carrie, thanks for walking us through all these moving parts on today's show, and uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you again on the next episode. Absolutely. Thanks. I'm going to head out and go get my barbecue now, That's right. Yes, yes. Our stomachs can be satisfied. (laughs) Time to go get some barbecue. I think I will follow suit as well. So hopefully we didn't make your stomach rumble too much listening to today's show. But if it did, well, go get some barbecue with us. And we'll see you right back here next time on Smart Simple Wealth. Thanks for being with us. Did you know you can subscribe to the Smart Simple Wealth Podcast with your favorite app? It's on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and dozens of other places where you listen to podcasts. And if it's not on an app you'd like to use, let us know and we'll get it on there. To make sure you never miss an episode, just search Smart Simple Wealth on your favorite podcasting platform today and subscribe. Investment advisory services offered through Pegasus Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Legal services provided by Qureshi Law Firm, PLLC. The Qureshi Law Firm and Pegasus Wealth Coaching are not affiliated in any way. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment or legal advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Information provided does not create an attorney-client relationship and cannot substitute for obtaining legal advice from an attorney admitted to practice law in your state.